Uh, hi, everybody. The, um, in other words, this is my salutation to you all out in Radio Land. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo, and this is program number 548. If you'd like to have a copy of it so that you can hear it, rehear it again, if you like it, then, uh, you know, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. But please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Uh, we have both, and they're both free of charge. And including the postage and handling. We take care of that for you as well. I have some Bible reading and some expose of the horror of Revelation. I've got some songs for you and letters. But right now, let's go to the throne of the living God uh, because uh, the Bible tells us that uh, when we do what the Word says, well, then... Uh, we will uh, ask and we will receive. Now, Christ is speaking in the uh, church when the word is being spoken. So you, can, uh, you must really believe that because the word of God is Christ. And that's why I say Christ is speaking in the church. And the true church is the body of Christ. Christ is speaking in the church when the word is his word, the word of God, the gospel, which is written in his blood, is being spoken. So, you know, when you're hearing the gospel, realize that this is Christ speaking in the body of Christ, which are the born-again Christians. It's not the Catholics, because uh, uh, Catholics are not Christians. Christ is... His body are Christians, and I'll be explaining these things for you uh, all the time. Every day that you listen to me, you're going to learn more about the Word of God and how wicked uh, some of these uh, different cults are. Uh, we see that in the uh, Catholic cult, uh, they have incantations. Now, if you want to go to the Webster Dictionary, it'll tell you what incantation is. I-N-C-A-N-T-A-T-I-O-N is the use of spells or verbal charms spoken or sung as part of the ritual of magic. Hence, the ceremonial chanting or reciting of prayers are deemed to be incantations, magic, sorcery, or enchantments, where they keep saying, Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is with thee, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And then they say, Oh, Holy Mary, Mother of God, this is incantations, this is magic, folks. Okay? So don't do that because the Lord is very angry at this. He calls it of the devil, it's magic, it's sorcery. It's enchantment. And now they have these uh, TV programs saying, come home, come home to the, uh, to the Catholic church, they call it. But it's actually, the Bible says that this is where, in Rome, where a Satan's seat is. They don't want you to know the Bible, so they tell you to keep reciting the rosary. The rosary is just part of the Bible that tells about the visitation of the angel of the Lord to Mary and uh, tells her this salutation. He tells her, hi, that's a salutation. Amen. Hello. Amen. Hi, Mary. 
blessed are you among women. Um, uh, he says, uh, for you're going to bring forth this child. You're going to be an incubator for God. And uh, it's just a human being that you're going to be giving birth to. But uh, the actual miracle of it is that you're going to bring the child forth as a virgin. You're not going to know a man. But outside of that, there's no miracle that you, you're just a blessed person because you believe the Bible. And you're going to believe what I'm telling you. And so uh, you're not at all a uh, deity. Uh, the Lord is just using you as he has used millions of people down through the ages, like he used Moses. Like he is only only in a different way. Moses didn't bring forth uh, uh, this uh, child as a virgin because uh, Moses wasn't a virgin. He had three wives. And uh, so, uh, you know, you just have to read the rest of the Bible in order for you to know uh, how you're being deceived by the whore of revelation. Uh, for instance, we're going to, I'm just going to run a few scriptures here before we go out to pray. Who is my mother? Jesus said, well, Jesus is saying that people came and this is Matthew 12, uh, verses 46 through 50. Read that. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto yeah, him, Yeah, this is no big deal to Jesus. Your mother and your brothers are out there wanting to speak to you. Right now I'm taking care of the Lord's business. Okay, then what did Jesus say? But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother? And yeah, who who's my mother? She's an incubator, okay? Who is my mother? Who is my brethren? What else? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. Okay, so those that keep the commandments of the Lord, uh, that preach the gospel, the whole gospel, not just uh, the Lord's uh, incarnation where he became flesh, and then he lived out a human life. That's two. And number three, he went to the cross and was crucified after he lived a perfect life before all men. And then he went to hell for us, that's four. And then he, uh, th for three days and three nights, and he was dead, his body was. And then he, uh, his spirit was in him. Then he rose from death, that's five. Hell, hell, that's uh, six or seven. And uh, the grave, and that's uh, eight. Okay, and then later he uh, ascended, he showed himself. Uh, that he was alive, and this is what the the, um, the Bible tells us, the gospel tells us, and um, then he ascended into the kingdom of heaven, and then he became the life-giving spirit, which it talks about in the book of Acts, and uh, uh, also in uh, some of other uh, Paul's writings, and... Uh, now, here's another one. Woman, what have I to do with these talk on his mother woman? Why are you people worshiping her? She's not deity. Okay, that's John 2, verses 3 and 4. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Not mother, but woman. What have I to do with thee? Okay, then what? Mine hour is not yet come. It isn't my hour. 
because when my hour has come, I'm going to shuttle you over to John's house. On the cross, he said to John, he says, uh, you know, behold your mother, okay? So you take care of her while I'm gone, okay? Feed, clothe, and house her. Don't worship her, though. Amen? Amen. Um, now, uh, there's uh, one nutcase in the crowd that yelled out, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and blessed are the paps that gave ye suck. Uh, Luke uh, 11, 27, and 28. And then Jesus has some words for that person. And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God. And okay, that hear the whole word, not just uh, seven or eight different things about the word of God, which the rosary is. And they say, Hail Mary, that's in the, uh, in the New Testament. And so, so what? So is, uh, you know, where the Lord called uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all the different disciples. What is that supposed to mean? It just means that the Lord calls people. The Lord called her to give birth to him, not to be deity. All right? Amen. You heretics. Okay, and then they say that Protestants, the Catholics say that Protestants are fault finders. No, this isn't me. I'm not a Protestant. I'm a born-again Christian. It's the Bible that is the uh, one that finds fault with you. That's why you Vaticanites have put an end to the Bible in schools because now when there's no Bibles, you are able to deceive people um, with your false doctrine and also your incantations. You've got everybody saying, Holy Mary, Mother of God, Mother of God. She's not the Mother of God. She's woman. What have I to do with thee? Amen? Amen. That's who she really is. Okay, now, there's another one. This is my body, where they put so much uh, into the communion. And the communion is very important because uh, the Lord wants us to commune with him, not just on the holy um, communion that we have every month or whenever we want to have holy communion, where we say, this is my body, Jesus said, that is broken for you. Okay, go ahead, read that. Luke twenty-two nineteen through 20. And then 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-four through 26. And he took bread and gave thanks and bread. Now, he took bread. Why is bread involved in the communion? It's because wheat. The Lord likened himself as a grain of wheat that has to be sown into the earth. You have to die out if you're going to be in the gospel field. And so, in other words, wheat is ground. It's like destroyed. It's totally uh, ravaged, and it's made into flour. And then it's baked into bread that you can eat. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. So you must eat my body, the bread of life. The word of God is what he's talking about. Then he likens his body as also as a grape that is crushed, made into wine or grape juice, and that it's drunk, it's as symbolic of this is the way my body was and has uh, 
been destroyed, crushed, put to death, and made into the bread of life and the and the drink that you drink. In other words, I had to die so that my body could become the bread of life for you and that my blood be could, could become the drink of life, which he says is the gospel, the whole gospel, not just a rosary. The word rosary has never been mentioned in the Bible. And this isn't me finding fault with the uh, Roman Catholic cult. This is the Bible. Why do you think they've taken the Bible out of schools in the name of God out of government? Uh, they're the ones that are running the entire uh, United Nations and the One World Church and the One World Government, the international government. And so they're the ones that have taken the word of God because they don't want you to go to heaven. And you must read the whole word of God in order to... Um, uh, make it into heaven because it gives you the strength that you need every day. There isn't enough strength in the fundamental things of Jesus, such as him coming into this world and living a human life perfectly without committing sin, and then being crushed on the cross like the grape or the uh, grain of wheat and ground into the bread of life, and the blood of life, which the life is in the blood, okay, into the grape or the, he symbolizes himself as a grain of wheat that's ground into flour, that's made into the bread of life, which is the word of God. Jesus is the entire word of God. So when the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, that means believe on the entire word of God and don't reject anything. In other words, save all the bread of life, all those 12 baskets of bread. I mean, all the little filaments uh, of bread, because the bread, the word of God, Christ is precious because he is our life. He is our blood. If we have the Holy Spirit running through us, he says the word of God is the Holy Spirit. And so he says, we can't just be talking about his uh, living uh, his life out as a human being and then being crushed on the cross and then uh, going to hell and being resurrected from hell, death and the grave, uh, and then uh, ascending into the kingdom of heaven. There's uh, all the other things. We have to go on from the fundamental things, the initial things of salvation, which no one can buy. We have to be born again of the Spirit. As a matter of fact, he said it's a must. Okay, so continue on here. We must be born again of the Spirit. We were born into the world by Mama and Daddy, but that isn't good enough because we're all born sinners. So we have to become uh, saved through the blood of the Lamb, and we must eat the bread of life and drink the Holy Spirit, which is the blood symbolized in the Bible by the crushing of the grape. Okay, and then when we have that, then we have a union or a communion with Christ because we really believe that. And we really be believe in the holy communion, which the Lord also says, yes, we take that in remembrance, that we must communicate with him by the Spirit. We must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth not in fallacy or heresy. And it is the Bible that explains these things. And so these Catholics are calling Christians, true Christians, fault finder. 
and then they mockingly say, Hallelujah, like that, uh, further mocking the Lord uh, instead of uh, uh, giving him uh, worship in true communion. Yes, uh, the, the uh, communion that we take in church, uh, eating the bread and the uh, drinking the blood of Jesus, is important because it reminds us to stay in verbal communion with the Lord and to read his word let his word communicate to you because as i said before um that christ is um speaking in the church and to the church when the word of god is spoken in the church so i'm telling you what the word of god is and so you if you believe the lord god if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe the words that I'm talking to you, is Christ himself talking to you right now? Amen. Now, they say that a piece of bread, they call it the, the Eucharist, is the real body and blood of the Lord. It's symbolic of the real body and blood of Christ. But he said that his word is the true communion and his spirit is the way that we communicate to the Lord. He says, uh, God, Jesus said, God is the spirit. God is spirit. And all those that worship him must worship him in with their spirit, with God's spirit mingled into their spirit. And thus you become a member of the family of God. Now they're telling you to come home to Mother Mary. Mary is not your mother. Even Jesus said, who is my mother? And he called her a woman. He said that his mother and brethren are those that keep the commandments of the Lord. And if people take the Bible away from you, how can they know what the commandments are? Amen? Amen. How can people know what sin is, and what the right thing to do is, and what the wrong thing to do is, and what God calls truth, and what God calls fallacy, what God calls evil, and what God calls good? Okay, so now, leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ, this is Hebrews. Did you read, uh, this is my body? No. Okay, read that first. Luke twenty-two nineteen through 20 in 1 Corinthians 11, chapter 24 through 26. Father, uh, bless the reading of this word. And uh, your, when uh, this word is being uh, read, that is you, Christ, uh, you can take the least person in the church to read the word of God. And when it's being read, this is Christ speaking in the church uh, when the word is being spoken. So listen to this because this is Christ speaking. Okay, go ahead. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it. And he, Jesus, took uh, some bread and broke it and then said what? And gave unto them saying, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, Okay, so it, just to remember him, the flesh that he wants you to eat is his word. And the blood, the inside the word of God is uh, the Holy Spirit because he is living in his word when it is being anointed by him. He now is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is become the life-giving spirit. And so when you read his word, you're receiving spirit and life into you. 
and you become more and more a member of God, of uh, the member of Christ, a member of his body. Okay, so this is what the Vatican doesn't want you to know and other false religions. They want you to think that the temple is a place where you gather together, but the temple of God is your body. Okay, so your body becomes the holy temple of God when he's living in you and working through you and in you. Okay, then go ahead. Verse 20. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Okay, so the blood, the blood, the grape juice, what he's saying, this is symbolic of the entire New Testament. Not just the rosary, which mentions seven or eight things. Because how are you going to know what the Lord is and who he is and what he wants you to do and what he doesn't want you to do? This is the entire New Testament. This is symbolic of not really my blood. It's the entire New Testament that is written in my blood. Amen? Amen. There's a whole difference between the entire New Testament written in my blood and a bunch of rosary beads that only talk about the angel visiting Mary and saying, Hello, Mary, how are you? Okay, God's going to use you. And it says in the Bible that she was exceedingly surprised at this greeting. It says that in entering where she, Mary, was, the angel said, Hail, uh, highly favored woman. And I read a whole list of other favored uh, people uh, in the Bible, including Daniel and uh, all these other people, highly favored, like Moses and all those people, and Jeremiah. Okay, so keep going. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Yeah, this is the New Testament. I want. It. He's reminding us when we take communion to read and receive the uh, entire New Testament, because when we're reading the Word of God or hearing the Word of God, this is Christ speaking to us, to the church. Who is the church? What is the church? The church is us. Amen? Amen. Jesus said that we are the church of God, those of us that receive his word, not that play with rosary beads about seven different fundamental things of Christ, but the Bible tells us to go on from there, uh, leaving the uh, principles of the doctrine of Christ, which is the visitation of Mary and him saying, hi, Mary, and, and also for Christ to live a life on earth. We know these things already. And uh, to say that he went, uh, he died on the cross, he was crushed like wheat, uh, like made into bread of life, and also the wine, the, the gospel, which is written in his blood, that symbolic of it, reminding us to read the word of God because it's our very life. It's Christ. This is the gospel, the truth that's written in my blood. Now read it is what it's saying. Amen? Amen. It doesn't say just say seven fundamental things or the prince of the principles, but it says let us go on to other things. We're going to read that in a minute. Okay, keep going. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. It's shed for you, the New Testament. His blood was shed for you that your sins could be forgiven and that you shouldn't believe false doctrine, that he said that you've got to read the entire New Testament, because back then, almost everybody knew the Old Testament. 
So he's just saying, now read the New Testament because this shows uh, that I am the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Amen? Amen. That's the only Bible they had back there then was the Old Testament. So he says, now, now then, now this is the uh, New Testament, the entire New Testament written in my blood. And so therefore, I don't want you to just read the Old Testament. Now I want you to read the fulfillment of the Old Testament, which is... Uh, written in my blood, man. I even sweated blood because of the gospel. And I gave my blood on the cross for the gospel. This is the Holy Spirit. There's another few verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 through verse 26. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This again is the New Testament. What? In my blood. In my blood. In other words, he's saying that the uh, grape juice that you're drinking is the New Testament in his blood. In other words, he wants us to remind ourselves because our minds are made out of the dirt of the ground just like the rest of our body. And he says, I want you to remember that this is the entire New Testament that was written in my blood, okay? Now, there's no one that can forgive sins except God. And when the, the only thing that can forgive the former sins that you committed is the blood of Jesus takes away the sins of all those that come to the Lord for forgiveness of sins, not to go and sin again like the Catholics do. They say, well, if you sin, if you go out and you, uh, Al Capone and all you guys that are Catholics and all you godfathers out there, uh, you, they come in and say, Father, forgive me. Uh, they're calling them Father, which is a sin also. Uh, I uh, committed the St. Valentine's uh, massacre last night. And how many candles do I have to uh, light? And how many incantations do I have to do? Oh, you killed all those guys, huh? Yes, Father. And I realize that you have to keep it quiet uh, because uh, you're Catholic. And you can't turn anyone in. So how many incantations do I have to do? Okay, can I use these spells or verbal chants or, and charms spoken or sung? as part of the uh, ritual of magic, uh, hence the uh, ceremony. This is just a stinking ceremony, uh, chanting or reciting, uh, Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is with me, forgive me for my sins, and all this stuff. No, see, a true born-again Christian cannot live a life of sin any longer. And that's what the Catholics hate about this uh, true gospel. They don't want to know about that. They want you to tell them smooth things, that you can go in and light a few candles, send up some incense, and, uh, you know, say a few Hail Marys or Our Father, chanting incantations, and then be forgiven. Forget it! Okay, God's not going to buy this. Even if you pretend to be stupid and that you believe that garbage, it won't work with God because God is a good God. But he said... Uh, the woman said, this Catholic said to him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and uh, the paps that gave you suck. He said, No, rather, blessed are those that hear my words and keep my commandments, okay? Amen. Well, how are you going to hear the word of God when the Catholics have taken it away from you? Amen. They took it out of your schools, you nitwits. Wake up, okay? And believe the gospel because 
When a few people believed the gospel, God destroyed the whole land of Egypt. Amen? Amen. And made the Pharaoh let his people go. And then they tried to come after him, and then he drowned every single one of them. There wasn't one of them left to help beat the tambourine with Moses' sister. Because she was praising and thanking the Lord and beating that tambourine for all it's worth. Okay, then what? This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Yeah, in remembrance of me. Who am I? He says, I'm the word of God. Amen. In remembrance of the entire word of God. Amen. Amen. So e eating and, and uh, drinking the communion is not the same as communicating with the Lord. You have, he says, pray without ceasing. And not just be saying, Holy Mary, Mother of God, these incantations, because the Lord despises these incantations. That isn't praying to God. That's just reciting a prayer that some satanic priest told you to pray. And it's, it's just nothing. The Lord hates these repetitious prayers that somebody told you. Your prayers are to come from your heart. From your corazón. Amen? Amen. It's supposed to come out of your heart and your soul and your spirit. You're to communicate to God with your spirit, not some idiotic thing that some a pompous uh, Catholic priest or some. And they look so relaxed, you know, because they've taken on the spirit of witchcraft incantations. And so they're deceived, and they think that they're right. These ceremonial chantings and reciting of uh, these uh, man-made prayers that are not coming out of your heart. In other words, the reciting of incantations, magic, sorcery, enchantment. This is the explanation of it in the Webster's Dictionary. Read it for yourself. Okay, Hebrews 6, 1 through 2. By the Holy Spirit, Paul is talking just as I am now. And remember, when you're reading the Word of God, which is the entire New Testament, that's not just the four Gospels. It's the entire New Testament because all the people that are saved, that are called to preach the Gospel, were saved through the blood of Jesus. So he Everyone in the New Testament is the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Uh, or in other words, the gospel written in his blood. So uh, Paul, by the Holy Spirit in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, says what? Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Okay, the principles are the things that they're saying in the rosary. Okay. That's just, uh, you have to leave that and read the rest of the word of God in order to that the Lord Jesus Christ can grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ in you. Okay, you can't just be saying the same things because you become dwarfed. Uh, you are uh, getting into black magic. You're getting into sorcery, uh, incantations, uh, evil. All right? Now... Uh, the, these people keep saying, well, the Protestants are fault finders, and they chuckle a little bit and then say, hallelujah, like that, you know, like, we're crazy, and they're smart. It isn't smart to take away the word of God and to tell people that they can just say the rosary or they can uh, 
They talk about everything else but Jesus. Amen? Amen. Jesus is the word of God. And so they make the Eucharist the actual real body of Christ and the real blood of Jesus with the wine. And so there again they're leading people astray because it's only symbolic and it is uh, only pointing us to the New Testament to read the whole Bible. Amen? Amen. Okay, so, so if you do that, then you become the family of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the world's biggest cult. And the reason that they're able to gather so many people into that cult is because they just have you remembering six, seven, or eight things in the Bible. They say, this is New Testament. This is the New Testament. Yeah, Jesus came into the world, lived a life, a uh, human life. Uh, he did say hi to Mary. The, and um, But remember that Jesus said, uh, who is that woman? woman? Woman, what have I to do with he? He didn't say mother. He says, woman, you're just my incubator. That's all. God could have chose uh, anybody, amen, to do that. Mm -hmm. He chose Moses to lead the children of Israel out of uh, Egypt. So uh, that's the place. That's the place that God wanted Moses to be in. Then he called Joshua, and that's the place uh, to invade, to go into the Holy Land. And the Holy Land, incidentally, is not Rome, okay? And there's no chanting, uh, you know, of the Jews. They fell down and screamed out, Oh, God, you know, Moses, uh, you know, let God talk to you, and then you talk to us, amen? Because yeah. they're afraid we'll die. Die. They didn't want to lead themselves doomed in deed lay themselves down and die, as the Irish would say, or the Scottish. Okay, so um, now leaving, he says goodbye to these the rosary. Amen? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, read it again. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Okay, that means goodbye to the rosary. Remember that, that's your foundation. And then what? Let us go on unto perfection. Yeah. We have to build with the word of God in us uh, Christ, who is a babe born in us, and then he has to grow up. He grows up in us to the fullness of his stature. When we read the rest, when we leave the initial doctrine, in other words, what they're doing is like building the foundation of a house but forgetting about building the rest of the house. Amen? Amen. And then after the house is built, uh, by furnishing it with, uh, you know, couches and chairs and kitchen tables and dining room tables and stoves, microwaves or whatever you use in the kitchen, knives, forks, spoons, dishes, and all these things, and then cupboards and to put the stuff in the cupboards, refrigeration, refrigeration, air conditioning, and heating. There's many other things in the gospel besides the uh these uh principles amen the principles are the foundation but the lord says now let's go on and build the rest of the house amen amen now go and buy some nails and hammers and lumber and siding and uh, you know bulldoze out the thing and build your uh, house on a solid rock uh, dig deep and put uh, the whole gospel under there because the gospel 
is he wants us on that solid rock, Christ Jesus. And the solid rock is not Peter. If you re- if you read the rest of the gospel, the whole gospel, you'll see where Jesus called Peter, get thee hence, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. So if he was the first pope, well, then he would have been, Jesus called him Satan. Okay, now the Bible says, if you read the rest of it, you'll see that, uh, the, that the Vatican, uh, that Satan sits in the city of the seven mountains or hills. And that's Rome, folks. Amen? Amen. Okay, now let's continue on about, read that again. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Yeah, in other words, the foundation. Then what? Let us go on into perfection. Yeah, let's build the rest of the house. Amen? Amen. You've got to put carpet down up there. You've got to build the house first and put windows in it and doors so we can get in and out, right? Amen. Okay, so you have to know the whole gospel in order to be able to know enough to go in and out of the door to the kingdom of heaven. The door, the Bible said, is Christ, not Mary. It's a horrible sin to pray to Mary. Okay, then what? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Yeah, in other words, to just keep uh, using incantations to just recite those prayers as though you're pleasing God when actually it is uh, uh, making him exceedingly angry with you because it's black magic, it's satanic, it's sorcery. It is enchantments, okay? Mm-hmm. Then what? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Now, dead works is like, in other words, uh, going through the motions and doing things on your own instead of allowing Christ to live in you and for him to tell you what to do and what to pray and what to do and what to not do and to read the gospel. Because you have to study the gospel on a continuous basis because it's your power. It's the Holy Spirit. Within the Word of God is the Holy Spirit. And we have, how are we going to have build our faith if we don't uh, read the Word of God? Because faith cometh by hearing and reading the Word of God. That's Romans ten seventeen. But go ahead and finish that for here. Verse 2. Of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Yeah, because we know those things already. My God, I've been saved almost 44 years, and I don't want to keep reciting, the, reciting uh, you know, those 10 or 15 different things, of the, uh, the things that were the principles. I, want to, I, I built the rest of the house. That's how I'm able to tear down these false doctrines, and uh, be, I do it with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And hallelujah to you bunch of devils. Okay? And now I'm the, not the fault finder. The Word of God finds, and God himself finds fault with you because the Word of God is God. Now the Bible says, preach the Word, not the rosary. It says the whole Word because the Word of God, uh, the... Um, the Holy uh, Communion is the word of the entire New Testament written as bud. So we have to learn the entire New Testament so that we can preach the word. Second Timothy chapter four, verse two, read it. This is now this is Christ uh, speaking unto you, because when you hear 
the Christ is the actual, uh, Christ is actually speaking in the church when the word is being spoken. So now receive this as Christ talking to you, not Mary, because Mary's dead. She can't talk to you. But what about those visions? Don't you know that Satan brings visions too? If you read the word of God, you'd know that. Anytime you see Mary, just say the blood of Jesus is against you, Satan. You'll see her disappear in a nanosecond, okay? Okay, go ahead. Preach the word. Be okay, that means, how are you going to preach the word if you don't know what the word says? How are you going to uh, invite people into the house of God if you haven't built the entire house? You're the house of God. You have to build that house up, not just this paltry uh uh, beginnings of the word or um, uh, these uh, fundamental things the first things now the Bible says that there's no place in the Bible where he says that he loves you unconditionally he said I love you conditionally conditionally he says you're my friend if you do whatsoever I command you now he says I command you to read the New Testament in my blood. That's what the communion uh, uh, is, is written in my spirit. The blood is, the life is in the blood. And the Bible says that the spirit is our life. So the spirit is symbolic of our life. It is our life, actually, okay? So keep going. Be instant in season, out of season. Yeah, so how would you know to instantly be able to tell people what the truth is and instantly be able to tell them what a lie is if you didn't uh, know the entire word of God. Who is my mother? Well, uh, woman, uh, is this the woman that uh, you uh, uh, preach? The Bible says that uh, people that make cakes unto the queen of heaven, he says that makes me full of wrath. He says, I'm going to destroy you for pouring out drink offerings unto the queen of heaven. You people have made Mary the queen of heaven, who Jesus said, you know, who is she? Who is she? Okay, then what? Reprove, rebuke. Okay, how are you going to reprove and rebuke anybody if you don't know what the word says? If all you know is this uh, rosary that they make you read, you're not to let any man uh, teach you. You learn to teach yourself. Okay, then what? Exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Amen. With doctrine. If all you know is the rosary, these fundamental things, these initial principal things in the gospel, you keep reciting them like incantations. How are you going to preach the gospel? Um... Because it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives life. That's John 6.63. Well, we did that the other day. Okay. And I gave a list of where um, the Lord called uh, different people in the Bible special. You know, Hale, the highly favored of the Lord. He called Rachel favored, highly favored. Joseph favored, Esther's favored, Samuel is favored, Daniel is favored. Okay, let's go. Rachel, Genesis twenty nine seventeen, Joseph, 
not the mother, uh, the um, a husband of Mary, but Joseph in the Bible, Genesis in the Old Testament, 39.6, Esther, it's in the book of Esther, chapter 2, verse 17, Samuel, First uh, Samuel, uh, he was called babe, highly favored, chapter 2, verse 26, Daniel, the same way in the book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse uh, 9, and uh, the Bible also says that all the people are favored, uh, that are righteous, that keep the commandments of the Lord and read the whole Bible instead of messing with a bunch of beads. Uh, idolatry is what that is. Uh, so, now, you people that are not born again of the Spirit, you cannot understand the Bible because uh, they are uh, the things of the Bible are spiritual. Now then... So the Holy Spirit leads us to all righteousness. We have the word of God that tells us how to do that. So, quote, to set dot, dot, the mind on the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Romans 8, 4 through 6. Read that. Have you got it? Romans 8, 4 through 6. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Right. So incantations is of the flesh. And you're going to hell if you don't repent and come home to the body of Christ, which is uh, through the spirit. Okay. To follow the spirit. Our spirit is to walk um, contrary to the flesh. We have to be contrary to the Vatican's doctrine, to Buddhist doctrine and all these other things. Contrary to the flesh, to walk the very opposite of uh, direction of the flesh. Not following the spirit, our spirit, is walking by the flesh. Our spirit is supposed to be awake now uh, because Christ entered into it and made us alive unto eternal life, unto the Lord, so that we are walking according to, uh, to the flesh if we just let our spirit do whatever the flesh which is uh, closed down shut down dead again wants or whatever the soul wants okay now jeremiah seven eighteen. here's where uh, this will tell you the children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire this is jeremiah seven eighteen. Kindle the fire, and the women need their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger. Now, right there, it tells you that the Lord is provoked to anger to those if you think there's a queen in heaven because there is no queen in heaven. That's Jeremiah 7:18. Now, Jeremiah 44 Verses 25 through 27. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Ye, and now this is the word of God, so this is like God speaking to you in the church. You're the church. Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths and fulfilled with your hand, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the queen of heaven. 
and to pour out drink offerings unto her. Ye shall surely accomplish your vows and surely perform your vows. Therefore hear ye the word of the Lord. All Judah that dwell in the land of Egypt, behold, I have uh, sworn by my great name, saith the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, The Lord God liveth. Behold, I will watch over them for evil and not for good. And all the men of Judah that are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword because you're praying and sending incense up to the queen of here in heaven. The Lord says, there's no queen up here. And thy by the famine, he's going to kill you by the famine until there be an end of all them. Exodus 34, 14, for thou shalt worship no other God. Mary is not God. For the Lord, whose name is whose name is uh, Jehovah, his name is Jealous, is a jealous God. And Hosea 13, 4, Yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt, and thou shalt know no God but me. There's no queen. There is, um, for there is no savior beside me. Mary cannot save your soul. Isaiah 45, verses 5 and 6. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me, uh, especially no female. I girded thee. Uh, so uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one Lord. So there's no other up there but the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thou hast not known me. Though, uh, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and that's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and there is none else. There's nobody else but uh, but me. Okay, now we have time if you rush to uh, do one testimonial here. Go ahead, we got one minute. Dear Pastor Lama and all the dear ones that labor in much love in the ministry with you, greetings in Yah, the pure word. I first heard of Alamo Ministries in mid-December 2007. I tuned in to listen to my regular programming on shortwave radio 9.985 WWCR 10 a.m. Your program was aired instead of the Hour of Power. Thank you for your literature and CDs. I read them all and passed them on to family, friends, and pastors. I'm not aware of any ministries around here that teach the pure word. I was becoming weary and discouraged, somewhat feeling alone in believing and teaching the truth, pure word. I want to thank Yah, you, your literature, and the prayer line ministry, for I'm now strong and encouraged again, knowing there are other Christians that believe and teach the same truth. There's such a great drought for pure word teaching in the so-called Christian full gospel churches. Keeping you all in my prayer for daily strength in your labor of love in Christ, Yahweh, bless you and keep you to the end. Sister Betty Sutherland from York, South Carolina. Okay, I want everybody to know that uh, all the anti-Tony Alamo propaganda is coming from the same place that came out with the anti-Jewish 
propaganda that killed six million Jews in uh, over in Krakow, Poland, and other places overseas. And so, if you believe in that stuff, that propaganda, you'll never be happy. Just uh, forget me, because I'm not preaching me. I'm preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. Forget me, and um, as the Vatican uh, forgets all about its child molesters and homosexuals that have uh, brutalized so many little tiny children, Christ is speaking in the church when the entire word of God is being spoken. It's time for you to be saved. The Bible says now is the proper time of salvation, the acceptable time. And so the way to be saved is to initially to, to say this prayer. Then you, once you become saved, that does, that's not the end. That's just uh, you're laying the foundation. Okay, and then you got to build the rest of the house. And that happens by you reading the word. So say this prayer so you can get started. Uh, just say to the Lord, Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, rose Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn the one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me. And Father, I'm coming home. I'm coming home to you, the body of Christ, because I'm going to be in the word now. Our Lord, and I know you saved my soul, and I praise and thank you for saving my soul, Lord. Now just praise and thank the Lord. The Catholics may mock you for it, but the Lord will give you... Uh, He'll praise you for it. He'll give you good life here on this earth and forever in the kingdom of heaven. Now, just praise and thank the Lord. Read the King James Version of the Bible and share and tell them how they can receive a copy of this program, number 548. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479 479- Seven eight two seven three seven zero. That's four seven nine seven eight two seven three seven zero. Or fax to area code four seven nine seven eight two seven four zero six. All right, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another powerhouse of a message from the from the Word of God, which is Christ. And now, uh, if we stand by the Word of God, if we stand, if we really stand by the Word of God, the Lord will stand by you. And so here I am to sing, Stand By Me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms are raging Stand by me Stand by me When the world is 
like a ship out on the sea. I heard her last wind and water stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. And my friends misunderstand I who never lost a battle Stand by me Stand by me I who never lost a battle Stand by me